Namaste. This is Maya Tiwari. With another episode of Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. A personal episode called Love, Just Love. That's all there is and ever will be. I wrote the Oracle of Love in 2011 from the passion of a heart that had finally culminated into its fullness. I thought I would immediately capture the everlasting bliss. This work of opening heart began from a compelling story that helped me to awaken to caverns and closets and compartments that had been sealed off a long time ago in my ancestral lineage. The once-in-a-lifetime unfoldment that came to me in the form of an angel, physical, living, human person that I called a seraph, happened in 2011, at which time I dropped my robes as a Vedic monk and began to search for that illimitable fullness to complete what it is I felt was missing in my human experience. When I dropped my calling as a Vedic monk and began to search for a simpler path of the feminine divine, little did I know that I would be tossed into the cavernous depths of a negotiated hell. I discovered how delicate and fragile and sacred the space of love that we humans carry within us truly is. For me, the layer of my heart that was cushioned from the time my bout or odyssey with cancer occurred in the soft youth of my years, the consequent loss of my womb, the healing through reclaiming my ancestral memories and studying and, and returning to the motherland of India to become a Vedic monk. I had come upon a carefully sealed chapter which opened up to the love pages of my karmic tome. I remember when the first experience of love to another human being occurred, I mean the soul partner type of love, that I grappled about in wonderment. Somewhere in my unconscious I had a sense of vibrancy that my heart was yearning to express, a longing that no spiritual study or search had yet pleasured. It was a cavern unexplored. I discovered a love unlived. Through the single experience that happened in just a flash of time, with no physical contact, 
I embraced spirit and found a longing to inherit my capacity for love, starting with the love that was intrinsically partnered with another soul. But that did not come to pass. At least the manifestation of such a love never came to pass. But much has transpired. It is now nine years later, 2020, August 9th, the day after 8-8, the Lion's Gate. Little did I know that I would be put through a decade-long abyss of darkness, chartered by a greater dystopian community of low-frequency humans, the abusers, violators, haters who prey on humanity's light. That be my experience. Yet yesterday, something miraculous happened. The Lion Gate portal swung wide open. It was the eighth day of the eighth month in the year of 2020. My heart was palpitating with dulling pain and the deep ache for my younger brother, Swami Shankara, a kindly, pure being, a Hindu monk, who had been ailing with liver cancer. He transitioned to the etheric sphere at the celestial time of 11 p.m. on 8-8. I heard the news amid a wellspring of graceful tears and then fell asleep. Awakened by the noises of violators in my forest home, I listened to their scurrying about at around 5.30 a.m., and suddenly the white light that was neither moon nor sun pierced in through my window. The intruders went silent. The forest was hushed, still wet from the recurring storms. All I could feel was unending flow of love mixed with light exuded through my awareness. Not the usual sense of angst, frustration, disappointment, anger I would normally feel toward these misguided human beings. It took a pain so humongous, a vacuous space left empty by the loss of a very huge spirit in my blood family, my brother, Swami Shankara, the younger brother to bring forth an awareness anchored in love that was so vast that it actually cremated that sense of rift and that vile feeling that I had experienced from the ongoing incursions against my body, my home, and this beautiful forest. Finally, I believe, I awakened to new light with such ease and loving thoughts for the neighbors and the neighborhood. The damages were no longer important. They were done. And should they continue, they will again belong to the past. 
I felt an inner freedom that soared higher than ever before. It is a miracle that love heals us in the way that it does. This is the stark reality in life of all people who are willing to reclaim their awareness, their power to the inner light. Untoward experiences can teach us that we must generate even more love and keep on striving to awaken our human heart to its full sentiency. I'm afraid it took nine long years of touring the abyss for me to discover it and it was only through the death of a beloved younger pure-hearted spirit, my brother Shankar, that I believe that I was truly able to reach this illimitable peak of loving in at least for now an unconditional way. I wrote most of these words I'm telling you today nine years ago, but as I read them again this morning, I understood that although we write from the wisdom in our awareness, it takes time for this knowledge to mature into a living wisdom, for it to truly grow and flourish. I know now what I wrote then. It took the dank, dark fodder on my life ground, spent in that abyss, to complete this cycle of love. The circular phase through deep longing and hurting and knowing and forgiving and forgiving again and again before love culminated into an understanding. Love, only love. Together we can influence and change and transform even the most misguided and hateful and raging souls back into their humanity. That is, if they are not being genetically manipulated, if their brains and their brain waves and their intelligence is not usurped by genetic engineering, perhaps we can change and influence. Because beyond all of the manipulations and the vile sciences of mutation of the human intelligence, we still have that soul, that spirit that nothing could touch except love. Love abides in the heart as our most powerful and pervasive reality. Once we recognize our intelligence is composed entirely of love, we can appoint a star up in the heavens to light our way. We can move the heavens. We can calm the earth. We can create a space between heaven and earth that holds love in the continuum 
of our human action to nourish, nurture, and to heal. But one thing we cannot afford to do, and that I have discovered in this last decade, and that is to let doubt live where love belongs, because in our angst and fear and responses to danger and and to the noxious and toxic and horrid and vile, we can lose track of love. In not trusting the very essence of our primordial intelligence as humans, we can lose our connection to love. As we move forward and away from despair, from all the activities that damage and destroy, from everything that is in our helpless humanity, from poverty and despair and disease, and the aches and pains of our world today. All we need to do is to set a clear intention to be the instrument of love, to allow ourselves to be loved, even when love is very scarce around us, as it had been for me for so many years. Because love is our pure nature, and only through loss, it appears, do we really understand the value of love. It is now, with overflowing ecstasy, that I impart my oracle of love to you. I wrote these words, as I said, nine years ago, and I now just have amended them for what my experience is today. For all of you, all of us, all of whom, who might have given up on love, for those elders who have forgotten love and have been forgotten for love, for those lovers who are too weary to love, and for those hearts like mine that were shut down by tragedy and abuse, violence, and other noxious realities. To each and every heart that strives to be awakened, may these words serve as a prophet to encourage and inspire you to claim your cosmic right to the fulfillment of your love, to the fulfillment of harmony. To happiness. After more than a century, quarter century of witnessing the miracles of healing in thousands of ways through thousands of people, I have helped along the way. I know that self-healing is always about love, and love is always about self-healing. It is the tangible yet elusive energy that we must never sacrifice. It is the language of the divine, and when we are aware of its power, as I am so acutely witnessing today, now, in the wake of my brother's journey to the celestial sphere, 
we hear the resounding resonance through our heart. Whatever may be the challenge and the difficulty, the crisis and the disappointment, hold on to this truth, one that is so easy to forget when we are in the midst of chaos, that you are loved and that you do have the power to refill love from within no matter how damaged and empty the surroundings have become. And when that inner light grows dim because love somehow was betrayed or when we lose the people we love, understand that love is never taken away from us because we are love, you are love, I am love. Every tissue, cell and memory of our being is composed of the cosmically divine non-material called love, just love. How well we know this, how well we remember this, how well we remind ourselves of this is the degree to which we can reclaim love when we go amiss. In shifting our relationship in this way, we can reap a greater level of kindness and lovingness. From the past 37 years since my rise from the ashes of ovarian cancer, I have been striving to walk a simple life. Many times grabbling in the darkness. But the context of who we were and who we are never change. Identities change, but who we are at the spirit of the soul, at the level of our own awareness, remains always embedded, intrinsically aligned, instilled within that cosmic love. As many of you know, I gave up my monastic robes in 2011 or 2010 in search of the simplest ways of living. Now, today, in 2020, August, with the loss of my lineage, my teachers, my closest friends, my mentors, and my younger brother as of last night, I can only hope that I am made worthy to be the holder of pure love. and to continue my work with living ahimsa, the path of peace and inner harmony, a work that comes out of the faculty of awareness, an experience we can all share with each other. I came close and risked losing love that potent core energy without which we have no life. 
all the qualities that amount and account for humanity being human is centered in love. This is the one reason why each one of us is called to reclaim our faculty of awareness so that we can take back the world of love and harmony. Often we lose sight of this energy of love because we are looking for it in material ways or in ways of our trained expectations in, through physical expressions, but love is so very subtle. It is that invisible energy that threads us every breath and thought and movement. It nourishes one million times faster than any other means of sustenance on earth. And yet it is so elusive because it is not a physical thing. It is the essence of our human soul that must be cared for and nurtured even before we are born. Experiencing the depths of pain and witnessing intense agony in our lives on Mother Earth. The harshness of my brother's disease, the despair of the helpless has all brought me to the rich ground of my own beingness. Love, just love. Thank you for listening.